This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Or try this one on for size. Conduits of trouble time. So instead of Mackie and Judd, it is Zolgad and Star Tribune sports columnist, my good friend Chip Scoggins. How you doing, Chipper? What's going on? Um, a lot actually, which is a which is a glorious thing. There's actually a lot going on. Uh, never dull here, man. You know what? Sadly, it's not because it's always a good thing or exciting, but it is ne- never dull. Do you want to start in the National Football League? Um, the Wolves. Where where would you like to start today, Chip Scoggins? It's not quite Super Bowl week, but let's jump into the NFL. Okay, close enough to Super Bowl week. Okay. Which leads us down the path of uh, going to uh, on Highway 29, Green Bay, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Uh, your your thoughts about the Packers' loss to the Bucks, and more importantly, I guess than just the loss, the post game comments of their star quarterback Aaron Rodgers, who I think is going to be when it's named the MVP for the National yeah. Football League this year, um, who. I gotta be honest, I'll side with him completely. Yeah. <laughs> when it's fourth and what goal at the eight yard line, you're down by eight. It's late in the game. You absolutely positively, in my opinion, need a touchdown there. And your coach uh kicks a field goal, gives the ball back to Tampa and to Brady, and you never see the football again. Your thought your thoughts on where things are right now for the team that drafted uh, Rodgers' replacement in Jordan Love in the first round in April, then had a great year, and now I think might be back to square one with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, it's interesting because um, our friend uh, Jason Wildey tweeted right after the press conference something like that sounded like a guy who is on his way out or something like that or who's moved on. and, you know, he was, I, w- I didn't see the whole thing. And Jason obviously been very close to Rogers and done many, many, many uh, press conferences with him. So he has a you know a great sense of that. Uh, you know, it's hard to know if that was just a disappointment or if there's, there's more to it. Um, I, one, I don't know you could possibly, unless he forces your hand, want to move on from Aaron Rodgers after he wins the MVP and plays the way he did this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think it's one of those deals like internally. Well, they say, well, we got this, you know, guy we drafted when it's time to move on. You'd be foolish to do that. Um, is he mad enough and frustrated enough to do what Deshaun Watson's doing and saying, I want to be out of here? Cause he's under contract for what? Three more years. Yeah. And I think, and I do think t- to what, you're saying, Chip, I do think that 2021, he'll be back, but I think that will be his last year. Yeah, and because, you know, it, it, the clock is ticking on love. And so, um, 
I don't think you would have him sit for three years. What did Rodgers sit? One or two? No, he sat like three. No, he was drafted in 2005, and then he didn't start until we covered the game together on a Monday night in 2008. Could that happen in today's football? No, because part of the attraction of taking Jordan Love in the first round is the rookie contract. Is the five? Is that fifth year, right? Yes. And 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 just if if you strike gold, you got you'd have three years of him making you know the rookie salary, whatever it is. Yep. So you could spend that money elsewhere. Um, so no, I don't think it's one of those deals where you're going to get three more years out of Rodgers. But I I don't think it's I just can't imagine they would turn the page after this offseason unless he's so unless he sits for the next three months doing about fourth and eight. Yeah. And says I can't win with these guys and and get me out of here. But even then, um, Jed, let's go to that play. Like what? I love it. What rationale was there? You still okay? If you get stopped, you still have to, they kick the field goal. You still have, need a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So why? What? Help me with the math here. What, what was the math that they were looking at? I, I don't get it. Uh, he's thinking. So Lafleur's math was was and and he was actually here's the scary thing. He removed all like common sense of of who he was playing against. And statistically, I think if he, I think it, the analytic went, if he kicked the field goal, they had like a 10% chance to win. And if he didn't, they had a 9.5% chance to win. But I mean, it was very, very close, but it didn't take into account. I'm about to give the ball back to Tom Brady, Chip. Yeah, you're giving it back. But, but you, you still kicking the field goal. You still had to have a touchdown. So it wasn't like you needed a field goal. You're down five. You had to have another touchdown. Yes. He thought he was going to back. And then you just. How you can look across the field and say we're gonna give it, you know I'm gonna give the ball back to the greatest quarterback ever with two minutes left and think that that was a good idea. I mean it was. I will say my wife doesn't know a lot about football. You know she watches it, but she, even she was like, "What are they doing? Why would you kick a field goal here?" And is it, it considering the stakes and the situation? They had to be the worst call a coach has ever made, right? But what's it and and Chip? What is it telling Aaron? Like it's basically saying we don't totally trust you. Yeah, I trust the defense more than you. <laughs> like, what's that? What? What's that thought process? I'm with you. I don't get it. Well, and that's where, um, and 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 sounds like their salary cap situation is a disaster. Probably um, moving forward, and he knows that had to be his last best chance, right? Yes. If, if you're if you're Aaron Rodgers, you're probably thinking in Green Bay. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it, it, the way they're set up because he knows changes are coming, and it's just. The way the the league set up, that I mean, one, he has an MVP year, and you get the NFC Championship game in your house. I mean, it doesn't get, you know, any. The path is not getting clearer than that, and they blew it. So, um, yeah, it'll be fun covering them in Vikings here in two years. That'll be when you play for. <laughs> That's what we keep saying. <laughs> That's what Mackie and I keep saying, baby. It's going to be great. He's going to be. He is going to want to stick it to them so bad. It'll make Favre look like a walk in the park circa 2009. So, Judd, I spoke to a college class at the U this week, and during the Q&A, uh, one of the students asked me if if I could envision uh, Rodgers playing for the Vikings in a couple of years. <laughs> I've been through that. This would be less shocker oh. than the first one, did, I think. Did you say, 
Okay, kids, this is going to be a long history lesson. <laughs> Gather around the campfire. Let me tell you some stories about a man dressed like a parrot. <laughs> yep, exactly, exactly right. And and the sighting of a guy in a Camaro in Mankato who looked just like Brett Favre. <laughs> what would be, I mean, I guess since we've already done it and been through it, this would be less surprising because it's already happened. But, um, like, he seems as vindictive and as as Favre was, right? Might be more so, I think, because he always he, he always looks for slights and yes. perceives you know things that aren't there, and so, um, yeah, it, it wouldn't wouldn't surprise me at all. But I mean, I can't even imagine like his anger right now, and then how that's going to like carry through to next year, and what kind of because he has to know that next year is it for him, right? They're not going to sit on that, that rookie for three years. So that, that could be just a toxic environment over there next year if he's still Correct. angry with the coach on about fourth and eight, you know? Mm-hmm. So it'll be fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. but And here's what I don't get, okay? So draft night, you, you decide, and I still don't get it completely, you decide that you're going to make a trade and take Jordan Love first round. And you clearly didn't tell Rodgers about this, and he is, you know, rightfully so, upset. And we all talked about, boy, the the relationship between Goody and LaFleur and Rodgers is disintegrating, and there's problems. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then you come back, training camp, or, yeah, training camp, the season, and you're really good. And he is great. And he's clearly, he's clearly trying to show you, okay, you know what, bleep you, I still got a lot left. And he comes back and, and has his best year in what, three years, two years? Yeah, he was he was He was dropping he, off before the season yeah, he a little was not bit. The Aaron Rodgers. Last couple of years right. before this one was not the Aaron Rodgers that we knew. This year with Aaron Rodgers we we were accustomed to. So like it's all it all seems at least for the time being repaired, right? And you didn't draft him a receiver, which you should have done, but he makes do and, and you know, he, he's got one great one still. But anyway, so you get to the conference title game and it's like, okay, you know what? Everything's fine now. It's, it's clear at that point that as far as play calling went and decisions that Aaron and LaFleur were on the same page. And then you pull that stunt on yeah. fourth down. And it's just like to me, the Packers have put themselves now back as far as the relationship with Rodgers to square one. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he. It, it's, uh, any goodwill built up is probably gone now. I mean, we're not going to hear about yep. his peaceful existence and going to the mountains or whatever that story was. Uh, I mean, I just think next year it's going to be a bunch of bleep you, and he's going to be doing his things. He's, he's going to tune that guy out. He knows he's a short-timer. He knows they're going to turn it over. So. I don't think they're going to be seeing seeing Kumbaya next year. I think it's going to be a toxic, you know. I'm not saying that they're going to be bad. I think he'll still play well because um, there's no signs of him dropping off. But I, I I don't think it's I don't think you're going to hear the same theme from him about being at peace and having this great feeling about the team and the players and the, that we heard this year at all. Yep. I think it's going to be Agreed. complete opposite. And if you are a Vikings fan. Beyond the, the fact that you probably just took joy in the fact that the Packers lost, yeah, you should have been delighted by the whole thing. Like to me, if you're a Vikings fan, it was ideal because of everything that you just said. And now you're back to square one. And if I, you know, if I'm the Vikings and Chipper, here's the other interesting dynamic to me about this entire conversation. 
2021, that conference is wide open. And that Ooh. division, the North, is wide open. I mean, I think Green Bay is going to be good, but to what you're saying, I don't know how the quarterback and head coach are going to coexist or if it's going to go well. Um, but you look at this conference as a whole, and, and yeah. this was true in 2020 as well, but if you look at the overall conference, you could pop up easily, easily, and have well, a great year. I think Green Bay is going to have some dysfunction. Uh, Detroit, you know, they're going to have a new quarterback, and who knows that, that's, you know. Um, yeah, Dan the Campbell. Bears, they didn't make any changes, and I, I still think that, that crew's, you know, not very good in terms of, GM and coach. Um, so yeah. So how, how does it end for Rodgers? Because they're not. I mean, they're not going to cut him. Obviously, you have to trade him, right? And so because he's under contract, they ain't trading him to the Vikings. So how's it? Oh, probably Farvinian, right? So he's he so the, somewhere else in income here. Yeah, and they can't really. Tra- I don't think because of the uh, cap implications. I don't think that they're in a position to trade him uh, in March or in June. Like it would, it would hurt badly. Um, but a year from now, they're definitely in a position to move him. But I think it's far. I, I really do. I think it's going to be, be he gets traded to the AFC for a year. He pulls some stunt. I mean, you know what, Chip? It is incredible with how much I believe that from the day that they met, and it's been repaired now, but from mm-hmm. the first day that they met, how much Aaron and Brett despised each other and yeah. and how much Aaron – uh, in his style of play, has gone out of his way to not be Brett. Like, you know, he doesn't throw dumb picks. But um, It's incredible, though, how, if you look at it, the track of their careers, how similar so many things have been, including this one. 11 years, 11 years to the day in the Superdome that Brett Favre looked to his right and thought to himself, I could hobble here and set up a field yeah. goal, but yeah. I'm, but I'm going to throw across, across my body to Sydney. Aaron Rodgers, 11 years to the day, looked to his right at Lambeau Field and thought, I could run here and get substantial yardage, maybe not touchdown, but I could pick up substantial yards. And the man threw across his body and threw a bad pass. <laughs> That's true. It's the same play. That. It is the same thing where he had room to run. Oh, my God. I didn't think about that. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I am curious to see uh, – the exit strategy there because, um, I mean, obviously when you draft a guy like that and then Rogers has years on the thing, it's going to come down to a trade. So if, if he goes somewhere, can he engineer where he really wants to go? Um, you know, I'm sure he would love to come to, you know, someone and probably stick it to him. Right. I mean, that's sort of, but he, but if you're Aaron Rodgers too, at that point, What's more important to you? Trying to win another Super Bowl for your tire or sticking it to your old team? And if he feels like the Vikings are, you know, they're far off, he's gonna he would, you know. How about the Bears? How about the Bears? Yeah, how about if the I Bears mean, are close? I, I assume he's gonna have a short list of teams like that, hey, I'll go here, right? Try to get me here so I can um like this year, if you're a quarterback, if you're Matthews, wouldn't you try to go to the Colts? Don't you feel like that's a team you could take to the Super Bowl? Yeah. If you're a high level quarterback. So I assume next year yeah. he's going to be in that situation where there's three or four teams where he feels like is really close. They're just a quarterback away, um, and you know to try to get him to move him there. So, um, but that's yeah. I mean, it. I don't see it ending gracefully. <laughs> there, I think it's no, be as messy as it was before. No, no, because you know what? 
the the drafting of Love to me was worse because when Aaron went, he was basically uh, falling through the first round, right? And mm-hmm. Chip, there was speculation that Alex Smith or Aaron was going to be the top pick overall, and Smith went one, and then no one, and and at that time, you know, there there was no run on a quarterback because, you know, the Vikings had Dante. The Vikings had two picks in that draft before the Packers took him. So my point being is the Packers proactively basically identified Jordan Love as the replacement. That's worse because at least in in Ted Thompson's defense at that time, he basically saw this quarterback fall to him and thought, what the hell, I'll just take him. Yeah, he's too good to pass. So where was, help me remind me, where was, like at what in Favre's career, when they when they drafted him, how good was he? Like in in terms of being Brad Favre, was uh, he to where Rodgers was? You're you're seeing a decline or a lot a huge decline? I don't know if huge decline is the right term, but he was definitely he was definitely not at a place where he was still as dominant. And here's the most important thing, though. The most important thing with Brett and Aaron has not done this. Okay, was people forget Brett Favre started to mention retirement in 1999. Okay. So ever so so Chip every year he literally would get done and would he he basically would conduct the end of the season presser that Aaron did. He would mm-hmm. conduct that on a yearly basis. And he would hem and haw about his future and I don't know if I want to keep doing this and I'm worn out and blah blah blah. And so in Ted's defense, Ted got that job and I think Ted said, "Hey, at some point soon here he's done." He opened the door to it. Yes. Oh, Brett opened that door every single year for a long time, so which was justifiable then. It was. And, and yes. And think about this one. You know, if a quarterback who people were speculating would go number one overall in the draft fell to you, you're going to yeah. take him like somebody yeah, had to stop his free fall with Jordan Love. This team went up and got him. Yeah. And we don't yeah. even know if he's yeah. any good. Yeah. The far with Rodgers, it was more reactionary. This one was more planning. And, and, yes, and uh, calculated. calculated and calculated. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's the difference. There's and probably as you said, if Favre opened the door about retirement, well, eventually someone's going to call your bluff on it and think, oh, we're not going to get caught red-handed, you know, empty-handed here. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I, I can see where you know Rogers has more reason to be bitter, um, you know, but. Um, this, you know, and I'm sure he's, you know, not getting the receiver and he's hearing all the things about how this organization has, has failed him in terms of the personnel he's put around, they put around him and neglected areas. And he's going to hear that all, all off season. So I, I mean, I just don't see him coming back in the right frame of mind. Exactly. Like, you know, yep. I'm, I'm all in. <laughs> Oh, most definitely. Well, and it's going to be that. And all, and I mean, how how would you like it to be nearing the end or at a point like he is in his career, and he's still damn good, right? Mm-hmm. And you have that first round of potential available receivers, and they take your replacement, Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I mean, you go up and get Jefferson. Can you imagine that one? I mean, oh if they gosh. had Devonte and they had been proactive and said, "Bleep it, we're going to go get Justin Jefferson." Yeah. Can you imagine stopping that team? And then you'd get three more highly or four more highly productive years out of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. 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 And who do you cover? Who do you double? Yeah. I mean, I mean, he makes Marquez Valdez Scanling look good. It's, it's amazing, Judd, for a team that, 
you know, hosted the NFC Championship game. Now, all of a sudden, you're, you're wondering, you know, what's this team going to look like in a year? And think about so, this. So you're right about the division. I mean, it's... Think about know. that that part, too, Chip. Oh, so so the Bears... The Bears are so stupid. So the ba- the Bears get lulled in, into, well, we made the playoffs. So there's a fighting chance Trubisky's brought back. And Nagy, who I really question, is coming back, okay? Yes. And the GM. Det- are they going to... Detroit just committed... I mean, what's Detroit... Dan Campbell is going to be a disaster. I think you can bite kneecaps in this in this league. I think he's going to do that all the way to the top. <laughs> he is so, the so you position the, coach. The Sorry. Bears are really going to roll with Trubisky, aren't they? Yeah. And they're rolling with Nagy, who, who you know, who spent an entire offseason basically watching a kicker double doink. So they got, they fell in love with beating a bunch of bad teams at the end of the year and not the, what, was it six-game losing streak or five-game losing streak? Five, I think it was a five-game. But, but the fact is, the fact is, in retrospect, the win that they got here against the Vikings is going to end up being a godsend to the Vikings mm-hmm. because it helped create this false. I mean, the fact that the Bears are not making significant changes after what I saw yep. is criminal on their part. But if I'm a Vikings fan, I am delighted. And what, you know, the Lions are going to now jettison Stafford, who is a solid quarterback for sure, or above yep. that, he's he's good, and they're going and they're and they just brought in a position coach who, as you just pointed out, basically is going to give his players a speech, and they're going to say, "Get me the hell out of here." Well, here's the thing, Judd. Let's say something similar happens to the Vikings next year. You know, they're just kind of an average team. You know, have a losing streak, win streaks, sneak into the playoffs, get beat first game. You making them wholesale changes? Am I? Or are they? Oh, um, yeah, yeah. I think Zimmer's gone. If they are, just I think if thing, I think if they don't make the playoffs, that the head no, coach. No, I say make the playoffs. Oh, if they make the playoffs. Oh, I got similar, you. I got if you. They had a similar thing like the Bears this year, where they're just kind of an average team. Oh, that's very dangerous. <laughs> no, no, I don't think that they would make a change. Then I think that Mike would come back. Um, I think if they make the playoffs, the will the Wills have never shown me that next level of, or they they have not in years. Showing to me that sort of, you know what, we made the playoffs, but we sent something's yeah, off yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. I, don't you think they would run it back with the same coach, yes. GM, and quarterback? Yes, I do. I don't want them to, but I think that they would, or I would not advise it. Mm, yep. Uh, but that depends. So, yeah, but the thing about it is, to my point, the division is, I think the division is going to be open enough that what you just painted as a potential scenario very well could happen. Yeah, I think the, I think division is going to be, I, you know, I, I think you still put Green Bay there because of Rodgers, but um, it'll be interesting to see. I think every team, I think every team is going to be, um, it's going to be fascinating to see how the lower salary cap affects every team because mm-hmm. you're going to probably have to jettison some pretty familiar names, um, not because of you don't think they're good enough, but because they make too much money. Um, because I don't think you can just whittle down a bunch of you know guys on rookie contracts to get under the salary cap if it's you know um, you know like in the Vikings case I think you're going to save a lot on Rudolph and his kind of salvo to what do you mean he's not taking a he made it very clear I'm not taking a pay cut I'm still great I'm Gronk that was his that was a uh, it was a parting shot I think that's a guy who knows he's not uh, going to be here uh, um, and yeah. so you know I mean. Would you call him a key contributor this year? 
not no, really. No, you know? he's not. But he's I, their third best tight end right now. Yeah, but I, but I think you may find other teams may have to. They'll probably look for guys in that same situation, but also may have to get rid of some guys that can still you know start and contribute at a decent level. You know, um, so it could. I mean, the entire league, you know, teams could look a lot different, or you feel differently about them. You know, yes, depending on how the roster gets shaken up by this. Yeah, I'm curious what what the cap is going to come down to. Are, are we talking 190 from 198? Are we yeah, talking 180? Right? Somebody did somebody say 191? Does that sound right? Yeah, but then I saw but then I saw a report in the past couple of days that it actually could come down more than they expected. Now, I, I think the floor that they agreed upon it can't go be it can't go below 175. And the report I saw said it might come in around 180. Ooh, that's almost 20 million. Oh, that's a huge deal if you're like the Packers or Vikings. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you'd have to you have to you'd have to lop quite a bit off. Yeah, I mean that's that's several veterans uh, starters, right? Um, At decent money, yeah, that would like if if it got down to that low. I mean, it would really impact some teams. So, um, but yeah, I think I I think I still pick the Packers just because Darren Rodgers. You know, I I don't think even if he's you know angry as I'll get out as the uh, at the organization and coach and all that, I don't think it's going to affect how he plays it might affect his mood and everything i don't think i think he's still going to be really good you know so i would but i, I do think it's more wide open probably chip scoggins how involved do you think the vikings should be and this is this is a move that would solve a problem that's been a problem here for years um in the deshaun watson talks and the fact that a quarterback who i think is probably a top five guy and these guys in their prime are never available yeah, that that it looks like Houston is going to have to trade him, and I, you know, I get that the Dolphins and Jets are, are atop the list and make the most sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of that, how involved do you think that the Vikings should be in at least exploring that possibility? Because this guy intrigues yeah. me beyond, you know, beyond the norm. Well, I would say there's probably what twenty four teams that better call, right? I mean, yeah. there's certain teams that you know, Kansas City ain't calling. You know, I mean, but yep. but. Yes, I mean you, you absolutely have to call just to see what it would cost you, you know. And I, I assume it would, you know, obviously multiple first round picks. Um, you know, it's so weird. Though, like when Vikings played there, mm-hmm. or was it what week three or whatever it was? Mm-hmm. God, he was awful. <laughs> and I, I remember tweeting out like, "What has happened to Deshaun Watson?" And everybody's like, "Bill O'Brien." <laughs> yep. <laughs> it was like this coach has ruined him. And I, I'm guessing that that's a big part of it, but. Um, Absolutely, would call and and see what it would you know what it cost you, and I would be very interested because that's that is the style of quarterback that that uh, excels now. I mean, you got to have some mobility and be able to just improvise and make plays with your feet um, in today's NFL. So I would I absolutely would would uh, be on the phone and find out what it would take. All right, I mean, realistically, what's it going to take? That's what I was going to ask you. What what would you give up? Uh, a couple first. Yep. You know, um, I would say two and, you know, and see, if you know, I'm sure they're going to shoot for the moon and ask for, you know, a ton, but I, I would two first. Is that, you know, how right? about two first, two seconds, Daniil Hunter? Oh, gosh. Um, and then I and then I spin cousins off to probably San Fran for like a third round or a second round pick. I would probably say no to that, and 
wait to get out from under Cousins and hope I hit pay dirt in the in the uh, draft. Yeah, the, but this is such a unique deal. thing because it's, it's a top five guy in his prime. Neil Hunter. Yeah, it's a it's a huge price to pay, but I mean, it would. The the one thing is is unless he got hurt. I really believe that with the right coach, he would solve the problem. Like a draft pick, you're it's speculation. You yeah. think, um, or or you know, if an old quarterback who you like becomes um, available, you know, he's out. He's on your roster for a year or two. This is solving a problem that's been a yeah. major problem of yours forever. And again, unless he gets hurt, you're solving it for let's say in the next eight years, eight to ten mm-hmm. years. That's yeah, what intrigues me. You know, the the Neil Hunter component to it is, is fascinating because and we talked about it a couple weeks ago. It was like you have to know like what he wants in terms of his salary, and if he wants to be the highest paid or one of the highest paid defensive ends, there's a big gap between what he makes now and, what he, and that price tag. And so, um, yeah, I mean. It's going to hurt whatever it takes, but you have to realize what you're getting back to. I mean, you're getting back, you know, one of the most dy- when he's when he's in the right system and in a good yes. frame of mind, he's one of the most dynamic quarterbacks. So yes, um, I, yeah, I mean, you'd have to swallow hard. No, I mean, it's not going to be cheap. Whoever gets him, but you probably the payoff is going to be worth whatever you give up. Yeah, and to what you're saying too, Chip, it is the quarterback of the now like that is you you know like i mean kirk's fine kirk's not bad but the thing with kirk is kirk's style of play and kirk's skill set are not the now they're they're a bygone time you know i i think if kirk if you went back in a time machine and plopped kirk in a 1996 he's a pro bowl player for sure and he's great um but this guy has as far as i can tell he's got all of the skills that you want now and yeah. I don't, and, and I think he's a smart guy. So I don't think that they're going to disintegrate. But I do think that as he gets o- older, he's going to be able to probably make up uh, for his ath- athletic ability not being as good with his smarts. So there's just a lot of temptation here. Uh, and I think that the Vikings, I think the Vikings would be smart to call. The problem is I don't think that they have a current coaching staff in place yeah. that would embrace the opportunity because I think that, uh, I, I think old man Coobs is going to be replaced by his son and yeah, Zim is going to continue to say, point, yeah. yeah. And yeah. Zim is going to continue to tell Clint Kubiak now, Hey Clint, we're going to run. Right. And Clint's going to be like, we are. And he's like, oh yeah. We always run the ball. Yeah. Play action. That's why you look at like Buffalo with Josh Allen and just, you know, that's the perfect setup for them. You know, he's a guy on his first contract. It looks like he's going to be a really good player in the league, maybe even a star. And Build around that. I mean, they're got to pay. I mean, what? This is third year, or second year, third year, right? Josh Allen. Yeah, third year, third year. So you know, a couple of years you're gonna have to give him a gigantic contract, but you also have, you know, a couple of years when he's not making, uh, not breaking the bank and taking up a huge part of your salary cap. Um, so you can build around him and try to, you know, make a run at when he's on that first uh, first deal. Um, so that's why you know. It's, it just comes down to Judd. Do you trust your evaluators to get it right in the draft? If you're if you're taking a guy quarterback wise, no. Yeah, I don't either. I don't trust them. <laughs> I mean, we've seen it. We've seen it fail before. So I, I, I now that's not to say if you made a change, somebody else couldn't. You know, but it's oh, uh, absolutely. It's just I mean, if you can do that, if you can hit on that quarterback, it's just 
I mean, it makes your roster so much better because you're not tied up in all that money, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, and and you're not, and plus you, I, I just don't think that there is a, I, I don't think that there is an evaluator with the Vikings right now um, who has, and look, they are hard to, to find. The one thing, Chipper, that really intrigues me, I'm really curious to see now outside of the Vikings, what uh, George Payton, that he's got the Broncos GM job, mm-hmm. what he does at that spot. Like, does he go there and solve it, or does he, he get into the same sort of cycle that Rick has? Is he able to, now that he has complete control, you know, identify a guy who's going to fit there and be good, or does he start to just spin his wheels like Rick has? And, you know, it's not that you get bad quarterbacks, but you don't really yeah. solve the issue. Yeah, I mean, they think Locke is their guy. I don't know. I mean, it's um, – but they're, you know, it's intriguing. Like, you know, like Trey Lance, NDSU. I'm sure he's probably going to scare a lot of teams, but what if you hit big on him? If he becomes, you know, one of these kind of new age – I know. You see, um, that's, you know, it, it's so hard to know. And it's just, I mean, it's, you know, even guys that are smart, you just assume they're smart football guys, just miss on them. For whatever reason, it just doesn't work out. And so um, are you better off really, you know, putting a package together and saying, all right, we don't want to take our risk of missing on a first-round guy in the draft, so let's give up a first round, you know, a number of first round picks and players to get a sure thing in Deshaun Watson. I think it's probably the wise way to go because you're exactly the sure thing is always better than you're hoping you hit right. You know, because if you don't, exactly, um, you know what you're getting with Deshaun. Yeah, and the, the one thing I think that you would probably my problem is this: if you got Deshaun and you're the Vikings, I don't think, and this is going to sound harsh, but I don't think I want Zimmer to coach him. Um, because I don't know that he would necessarily be the best coach. Now, it might work yeah. for a year, uh, but I really would like to see them, and I think eventually they're going to have to do this, to skew towards an offensive guy who at least gets yeah. it. Um, yeah. So that that would be – because, Chip, I just don't, I don't see how this run-first philosophy to life works. Like, you've got Justin Jefferson – if you have Deshaun Watson, and this does not mean that Dalvin Cook, just to be clear again, is not good. He's really good, and he's got great attributes. Um, but the whole philosophy of, you know, we're going to run the ball on second down, but Mike, it's second and one. Like, the playbook is open. No, nah, I don't care. Yeah. But Mike, it's second and 15. So the one thing is, if I was to get Watson, I think you got to pair it up with a coach who would be the best possible coach for him. And I know that sounds like it's um, it's it's – appealing to him, oh, yeah. but that's what I want to do because I think the best way to win is to have a coach and quarterback tandem that really can work well together. Yeah, because if, if if they got Watson, every coach would say, we're building this thing around Watson. Yes. If they got Watson, would then say, we're building around Watson or we're building it around Dalvin and he can play off of, you know. Yep. Of the, I mean, you wonder if he would change his whole philosophy on how an offense should be run. I I. If he had Deshaun Watson, maybe because he, you know, he just hasn't had that guy. Um, maybe he would be more apt to loosen it up, but I think he sort of his philosophy and the way it should operate is ingrained in him, right? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, if you did that, you probably would be looking at it like, you know what, I want an offensive head coach. 
that's what we're looking for. So you might see a change there, you know, um, in the, you know, not maybe not this year, but if it happened probably next year, I would guess. Hey, why do you think that our old pal, Eric Bianami, who has been on yeah. Reed staff now as his OC for what, five years? Yeah, and knows yeah, all yeah. of the secrets, and like has been, and, and I'm not, I'm not saying he's a slam dunk to be a great coach, but how the hell are we now ha- having this discussion again, um, with the success that that franchise has had, and he still has not gotten a head coaching job? I, I it's well, a mystery I, to me. Yeah, I mean, or it's not, which is really scary. It, it's not a mystery. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, there's what two black head coaches now. Yeah, well, and that's ridiculous too. But I mean, Bienemy is the—he's the. Why? I have no idea. I, and 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 I've seen this on Twitter. And it drives me crazy. Please don't say it, anyone. That he doesn't interview well. Come on. Or, mean, or he's got a—you know—he he was arrested in what ninety-three as a college kid for something. He did. Yeah, he did I something. Mean, but I mean, I've seen that used too. It's like, are we really? So you're digging into his past. Well, especially when you see the that lunacy that we saw with the Detroit coach talking about biting kneecaps. Exactly. It's like, come on. Yep. I mean, that that's more appealing. <laughs> I mean, what? Um, it's just it's the league needs to change, Judd. I mean, it's you know, I mean, I thought either honestly thought it was going to be him or less. They got Houston job, and go. You know, I'd never heard of this guy. <laughs> he's 65, uh, Chip. He's 65. Yeah, I mean, well, that 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 organization's so screwed up. Who you know? Yep. They they might be the most dysfunctional one in the league, but um, yep. I don't know, Jeff. I mean, I I don't know other than uh, the league has a uh, a problem with uh, diverse coaches. I mean, it is. I mean, look at it. there's two out of 32. But like, how and, how do we what? Go, go through all things that we did in, in the spring after George Floyd, right? Like all of the things that the league said, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the videos and diversity in the end zone. Stuff on the field. In the, right, right. Yeah. How do we go through that? And then these, these for the most part, billionaire white guys, mm-hmm. like, are you really telling me? Are you really telling me that? Because they haven't changed yet. <laughs> no, but I mean, the Chargers hired a guy who's like 12. Yeah, a white guy who's like twelve, because they haven't changed. I mean, it's the truth of the matter. Well, then the league is going to have to put in rules. I think that reward, and that this is a sad thing, and I know it was discussed in the spring. They're going to have to establish rules that they will reward um, organizations that hire minority head coaches. And it, was it something like extra draft draft picks? picks or, yes. Or you move up, you move up in the. Like a third, because yeah, a second or whatever it was. Um, yes, but I mean, they talked about that. They're going to have to do it. Yeah, it's sad that we even have to. Uh, it's a pathetic. It, it's it's an embarrassment that that even have to be brought up. It's pathetic. You, know? you have to make it an incentive to. Uh, it, it's it's embarrassing. Um, I I don't know there was a more qualified candidate on the market, um, you know, than Eric Bieniemy, and so I I don't know. I mean, other than the league just hasn't changed, and. And please, the other thing is, don't say hire the best person for the job or hire the most qualified. You can't tell me there's not a boatload of diverse candidates who are qualified to be head coaching jobs. Of course. Or head coaching. I mean, of course there is. Of so course. Don't, that's, that's so tired. It's, um, it's, I mean, it's just, they, they need to change. It's, it's embarrassing. Yeah, and I, I just, I'm, 
it's just it's embarrassing. It's pathetic. Um, I believe the guy that got the Chargers job who was on McVay's staff with the Rams, he was coaching what like Division two or three football a couple of years ago. Mm, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like it's just an indefensible. It's indefensible. Yeah. But but in Eric's case, um, beyond his color, it makes no sense. Well, and your thing is, is like, well, it's Andy Reid's offense. Andy Reid calls the plays. Have you ever seen the sideline shots? He's not. I mean, it's Eric Beanham, he's calling the plays. I mean, and do you know? Watch when they glance at him. He's absolutely calling the plays. And I mean, that 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 that's not even true. And same thing with back in the day, Philadelphia, right? Same exact thing. Reed called the plays, and who was a hot head coaching candidate for like yeah. three years Brad straight? Childress. Brad yeah. Childress. Yeah. So don't tell me, oh boy, yeah. he does. He's not doing enough. How many jobs d- did we talk about before he got the Vikings job? Brad Childress, you know, is going to get talked to. Brad Childress, and it took a while, but he got a job, and there was never a doubt. And I am, I said a year ago, Eric is getting a job this year. I thought 100. percent I thought he'd be slammed up. I thought he'd be like every team that had an opening would want to hire him. And this whole ridiculous thing of well, it took too long. You went to the Super. Are you okay? So you're t- you're trying to explain to me that yeah. you can't hire a guy who went to the Super Bowl because you've got to get him in your building for what are you doing exactly? Yeah. yeah. For that offseason, you're not having right now. And he couldn't. And Eric couldn't. Like, if he got a job, he couldn't have jumped on a Zoom from the Chiefs facility to talk to your people. Well, the other thing is, like, what exactly are the Vikings doing right now? I mean, it's not like you're missing anything. You know, no, I mean, it's not like he couldn't. And I gotta tell you right now, on whatever it is. I mean, and it, don't you wish that, like, that little teams could just like here's an idea: call Patrick Mahomes and ask him what he thinks of Airbnb. Yep. You know, listen to him and see what he says. Yep. And you know what, Chip? If I was the Vikings, I would very, very quietly right now be back channeling Eric. Yeah. Well, I, you, you wonder if there is not something to that, too. You know. I mean, because he. I would assume the teams that are maybe going to make a change next year. You know, that are on the fence about how things go. You would hope, but it, hell, we I don't trust last him. year too. Judd, we said it's last year too. You're right. I mean, if it didn't happen this year, you know. I mean, I thought for sure there was no way where I thought he would not come out this year without a head coaching job. I just don't. I it just it amazes me that we spent the entire spring, um, essentially paying lip service to this. You know, we're it's going to be better, right? And and we're going to consider minorities and and all of the BS and the videos and all of that. And we are now talking about. I mean, the league embarrassed itself. It just yeah. flat out did. It just embarrassed itself. And we haven't heard from Goodell. Like, yeah. where where is somebody from the league to be like, hold on a second here? Well, that's the and the Texans is, hired a sixty yeah. five year old guy who I know he's black, but the fact is, you know, he is basically they're so goofed up that, in my opinion, it came down to him and less because yeah. they were considered father figure type of guys to hold yeah. hands. You know, yeah. where where is the hiring of the young black man? who is a great OC or has a great offensive mind, um, mm-hmm. like what the Chargers did with their kid, because you just trust, you trust that this person is going to bring in a new culture. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I can't imagine in today's NFL you would hire a 65-year-old coach for the first time. I mean, it, it just doesn't make sense to me at all, at all, you know. And I, I, you know, I think Les deserves another chance. I absolutely do. And you know, I mean, he 
I'm sure he learned a lot through that first year, and he didn't have a quarterback. I mean, his first stint as a head coach and quarterback issues he had, and just, I mean, um, so I hope he gets another chance too. I mean, Les is probably, what, 50, mid-50s, would you say? Yep. Um, as good a guy as you'll meet too. Yeah, and good as a guy, maybe maybe the windows, you know, I hope it's not closed for him, but. But, like, let's get the young. The enemy one is just because he was a name that everybody yes. was talking about going into this and. For, you know, I just can't imagine what these teams want. And Dan Campbell got a job. Yeah. And don't, don't tell him, oh, he was, a, he was a very important member of Sean Payton's staff. I don't care. Yeah. He talked about breaking <laughs> kneecaps. He's an embarrassment. <laughs> I know. You know, know, don't give me this crap. And yeah, and but I mean, I want to see the day come where where really good black assistants are hired because teams say, Okay, you're really good at what you do. You know, yeah. you're you're really going to be good. And, and yeah, they have they have sports wise. This has been one of the most embarrassing things I've seen as far as what you told us and then what you did. And for Goodell now to go back into his basement like he does when things seem to go wrong is just really, really well. And here's the disappointing thing, Jim, with with, uh, with uh, Super Bowl week being. Virtual is 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 Goodell going to have his regular commissioner oh, press good, conference? Good I mean, question. Is it going to be over Zoom? I mean, that ought to be a a thrill. Good you question. Know? I mean, he doesn't have to get up there and answer for it. I don't. That I mean, the media even going down there. It sounds like you know if, if I don't. I bet they're not. I mean, I, I mean, not not going for the whole week. They'll go for a few days. But yeah, for the game. The, the, I I bet they the, Zoom uh, a lot of stuff. Going in, but like two days before the game, right? Yep. Yeah, they're just going to treat it like yeah, yeah. Treat it like almost like a you know real game, but they're going in Friday, so it's like how's how's Goodell going to the press conference? I mean, I assume it's something over Zoom. He's going to duck. Know. He's going to duck a lot. Yeah, hey, I mean it ain't the same. Last thing, Chip Scoggins, mm-hmm. the Minnesota Timberwolves. I give up, Judd. I, I literally <laughs> give up. I, I mean, I do. I, I, I like I was watching last night. I was like, so. I was thinking about this last night. So when I watch the Wild, and they're, and they're, I don't know if they're very good or not, but at least it makes sense to me. Yes. Right? you got young players that are going to be good, and they're building, and there are going to be some really high months, and they'll probably struggle some. But at least the plan makes sense to me. Like, I, I can see where it's going, or the idea or concept of where it's going. I have no idea what the heck the, the Wolves are doing. I mean, it's just – and I know Cat's out and, you know – Russell, I, I assume he, this injury's legit. I mean, it seems odd that they would say it was rest, and all of a sudden he's hurt, which yep. is embarrassing. Um, I, there's just nothing there. Like I, I, I have, they're unwatchable. They're the, the, it's just like a jumbled mess of a roster. It's you know, Rubio's horrendous. It's it's just a disaster. Are they? Uh, how how can I put this? Are they being coached at all? I don't think so. I, I I don't know. I mean, it doesn't. It it doesn't look like it. I mean, and I, I would say at all, but it, there just doesn't seem to be much in the way of you know the 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 rotations. Or like I was watching last night, mm-hmm. and was at the start of the second half. You had Rubio and Okogi out there. Neither one could shoot. And Akogi missed. What, did he miss three or four, four three pointers? The Warriors stopped guarding him. 
Yes, the last one they were guarding him. And he just kept shooting threes and he kept missing. I'm like, you have, he can't shoot. The point guard can't shoot. Rubio can't shoot. I mean, it's just like, what the hell is this? I mean, it's embarrassing that a team literally stops guarding your guards and and wants them to shoot. And, and like you, there's nothing else you can do. It's just, I don't know. I, I give up. I mean, it's, they're hard to watch. They're not interesting. There's no, you know, even that's the thing. Like when the when the wild loses, at least you think, all right, Capris, Capristoff's getting, uh, you know, he's getting experience, and they're not a mess. Try, they're definitely they're, not a they're mess. Not a mess. That's absolutely true. Like this is just, I don't know, Judd. I mean, I, I assume, you know, they'll be better when Towns and Russell come back. But even then, they're just so far off the grid now. It's like, who even cares? I mean, they got four wins. I know. I know. And so they, the thing that makes me um, that makes me sad about them is this too. I would, I think, I could make a case that if Cat can't play, they are more fun to watch. If D'Lo can't play, as far as just the because when D'Lo plays without Cat, things sort of slow down, and I don't feel like they're built at all for him. Uh, no, he just checks. It, it becomes an A. Yeah, game. exactly yeah. right. So when he comes out, they actually look, they'll still lose a lot, but they actually look like there is a a flow to the game that, that and I mean, this is as condescending as you can possibly get, that is more pleasing to the eye um, than it is when he's just playing. Because you're right. If he, he's a max player. If, I know, but if D'Lo <laughs> plays without Cat, it is like he has gone to the... Um, Wyzetta YMCA <laughs> playing afternoon basketball on his break. Yeah, I'm not going to play defense, but I'm going to jack up a bunch of Yeah, teams. and he's the best player, and so his teammates are all like, okay, dude, cool. And so, yeah, it's just, I don't know, but I just, I don't have a feeling in watching them that they are really coached much. And and I think you brought this up last week, and it's the one thing that has to concern Gerson a lot. This can't be helping Ant. No, Anthony Edwards, night, is, but he's nine, like, but he's nineteen, and like he's getting guidance is coming from where he's getting no guidance. Yeah, and it's it's I do like his game last night actually, but um, when he was attacking and actually finishing, but and finishing, yeah, uh, he did finish yeah, last night a little bit, but but yeah, I mean, it's like you don't want every game is like the same. It's like Rubio's talking about, we have no communication and the, the, the group chat's quiet. It's like, it's just a toxic, it seems like a toxic, bad environment to have young players in where you're not only you're losing, you're just kind of wayward. You know, it's like, there's no, there's no like plan of how this thing's building. And you know, they keep talking about their process and their culture and everything. Okay. <laughs> Whatever that means, and Ricky it, can't shoot anymore. Yeah, he, he well, I mean, he like, couldn't shoot before, but this is no, this is awful. He, he looks he looks so old and slow right yep. now. I mean, he, he I think his quote last night is, you know, he, he knows he's playing bad. He has to find his game. It's like I don't know how you can find it if you're yeah. if you're just that slow and and just look four steps, you know, behind. It's just I don't know. I mean, it, it really is. I, I like last night. I, had, I just had to turn it off. I couldn't watch it. <laughs> you're, like a, you're like a disgusted parent. You're like, I can't well, watch this you, crap. Did you see uh, your your guy Doogie had uh, the ratings? ratings? Yeah, they're yeah, awful. They're like the wild, the wild's almost like three times more uh, than the, than the Timberwolves. 
Well, who's, like one point average, and he said it's like what seventeen thousand households. Think who, about it. Who's going to watch that crap? I do, but I'm supposed to. Almost because we have to. Yeah, yeah, I but mean, that, that's because we. Yeah, I, like who's going to actually stay with that? I don't know. And if and when they let fans back in, who's coming? Who's going to pay you harder? They might want to keep the tarps on the seats at Target Center. <laughs> They'll probably make more from the advertising on the tarps (laughs) than they actually would from fans being back in the arena. You're right about that. And, uh, yeah, there's just so many things. uh, And I don't know how long. Like, I I think that Saunders is going to get the entire season. uh, But I'm not sure that's a great idea. And I just, I don't know. I don't know. And how much is Cat going to play? And now he's had COVID, which I do think is a big deal. Like, I don't think you come back from this necessarily like you do the flu. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, it just that's hard for me to say because it just affects everybody so differently. It's just a wide spectrum of, you know, some people don't have symptoms, some do. So I, it's hard to know, like, where he's at. But the thing I was thinking about, Judd, is like, everybody keeps saying, well, they're a different team with Cat and Russell and, well, a little. I mean, they still, you know, had some bad losses when those guys were together, too. And But, but the... the the larger point is like there's always something, mm-hmm. right? It, it never is anywhere close to smooth sailing for them. It's always something. It's mm-hmm. an injury, or it's this, or it's that, or it's like. It, so you can't just say, "Wow, wait, wait till we get everybody back and healthy." It's like it never happens for you guys, and you know, and even when you do, there's you know bad losses in there, or and something else happens. So it's just. <laughs> Chip, you've got Andrew Wiggins taking shots at you. And I don't mean the basketball kind. He's taking those, too. But he is taking shots at your franchise. Think about that for a second. I know. The guy who looked like he couldn't care less when he was here at the time. Praising Tibbs. Tibbs was the organized guy now, according to Andrew. I know. Like, what Was that a shot at Ryan, or who was that a shot at? I thought it was a shot maybe a little bit at Ryan, but I also think it was at Gerson. Okay. Okay. But I'm not sure. And, heck, you know what? It could go back to flip. It It could go back to flip, too. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a shot to somebody. Um, yeah, and it's, you know, but I, I, I don't want to pat him on the back too much either because no. you got to have a little professional pride and take it on yourself to, you know, yes. show a little uh, that you care, you know, which too often we didn't see here. But, yeah, it's, um, it's I don't know, Judd. This thing's just, it's like I said, it's to me it's almost unwatchable now. Yeah, I just love the fact that that oh, and the one problem too, the D'Lo for Wiggins trade would actually, you know what? It would be fine as a straight up. You you take my disgruntled guy, I'll take yours. Yeah, <laughs> but where it's going to bite them square in the ass is you know they're going to get like the fourth pick because mm-hmm. it's top three protected. They're going to yep. get, and Golden State is going to get, and it's supposedly a really deep, good draft. And yep. so you know that Golden State is going to get the fourth or fifth pick, and it's going to be great. And now now you've got D'Lo, who I think is probably going to say, this is what I signed up for, and you're going to end up, you know, and it, this is to your point. You're right. There's always something, and it's going to be that top three protected pick. That's going to be the next thing where we are all going to grab our heads and say, so hold on a second here. (laughs) They lost all these games. They lost all these games for nothing. I know. And for D'Lo, who we don't think is nearly as good as we probably thought he was on the day they acquired him. Judd, you can write that one in stone. It's happening, man. I mean, it's going to happen. (laughs) Because 
It's just the Timberwolves. All right, oh, man. Gosh. Good right, stuff, man. Chip Scoggins. Talk to you next week. Uh-huh. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.